WPTF Radio, AM 680 and FM 98.5. Tom Kearney. This is the Tom Kearney Show. We're here every night, Monday through Friday, from 9 until 10, with a little bit of live and in real-time radio. We're actually real human beings talking right now. Entertaining and edifying. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times, if we can, we, we center them around things that have to do with what is fondly called the Old North State. We talked about North Carolina. That's the Old North State, North Carolina history last night, for instance. And uh, the night before, uh, we had a review of the best pictures that are coming up for Oscars, which will be awarded not this Sunday, but the next one, that is April 25th. And Monday night, Dr. Mike Walden, uh, economist of NC State University, uh, gave his appraisal of how the economy is doing. But tonight, we're going to have one of our uh, nostalgia programs, and that's just kind of a cover name. I started doing nostalgia programs seven or eight years ago when I think it was the program director suggested that we do one on telephones. And those of us who were old enough to remember when the telephone wasn't the do-all, be-all, that uh, the device, as we sometimes call it now, has become for everybody, but was a thing that sat in the hallway, at least at my grandfather's, it sat in the hallway, and it didn't have any dial on it at all because you picked the phone up, and a human being said, number please, and you gave her your number, and she connected you to it across town. And you were probably on a party line, and you had uh, four, two, four, sometimes eight mates. It would be seven, actually. There'd be a total of eight on the party line, and, and each person had a different ring, two longs and one short or something like that. Well, I haven't been nostalgic for the phone. Tonight, I, I think about it occasionally. But what I was thinking about over the last couple of weeks, and I think about occasionally as time passes, uh, and, and I would invite you to, to talk about, and it's been good to talk, for us to talk to each other on the, on the radio and in general on the telephone during the, the uh, pandemic and uh, keep in touch. And it hasn't gone away yet. In fact, I... I believe that we will be uh, be with it will be with us in a meaningful fashion uh, until probably the end of the year. It will, I hope, get better if people are, are responsive to the things they need to do, and more people get vaccinated and wear their mask and, and uh, social distance and so on. But in the meantime, it's good for us to talk to each other and uh, stay in touch. So I'm trying to think of topics that would be good to talk about and ones that would try to draw you out and have at least one night a week that is a kind of an open phone night and uh, and I get to choose the subject uh, it may move around a little bit and if there's something you really want to talk about that you're nostalgic about maybe we could do that but tonight the topic is uh, your favorite school teacher almost I was telling our producer tonight Jason that uh, even if you didn't like to go to school you usually had a favorite teacher and I know um, several years ago I was asked by the radio station to make some promos, actually some short programs, three to five minutes long, where different members of our staff, the morning man, the afternoon man, somebody in the news department and so on, talked about their favorite school teacher. And I had a lot of fun doing that, and it made me think a lot about my favorite school teachers. Of course, I'm kind of like that anyway, which is why I was a 
I think about things in the past and what their meaning was and how they affected me or us or the world or whatever. And I never have had any trouble choosing my favorite school teacher, but the more I've thought about it, I've added others uh, that I realize had more influence on me. And I have uh, my favorite male teacher, for instance, I never actually had a class with him. Uh, it was I was affected by other things that happened at school. So I want to hear about yours. And we are polite here. We're nice. We won't make fun of you. In fact, we would love to hear your story. That's what we're really looking for, is your story of your favorite school teachers. Uh, I think Mrs. Carney said her favorite was when she went to school and done. And I, I've forgotten the person's name was a lady she had in, I believe, the sixth grade. But it could have been the first grade, the one that kind of broke you into going to school or the sixth grade or somebody in high school that affected uh, uh, your life in some way, but uh, don't be bashful now. and Be like my, my Baptist friend. Say, come on down to the front of our church here and uh, testify. And the way you do that is you call up our number, 919 is the area code, 860-9783, 860-WPTF. If you have letters on your telephone, 9783 works out to be WPTF. Again, 919-860-9783. And what we want to know about is your favorite school teacher. And uh, you can work that out however you want it to be. As I've said, it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody who taught you calculus or, or arithmetic or, or English. It could be a coach, for instance. A lot of people uh, have favorite coaches. It could be somebody who was a, a specialist in a certain discipline. Uh, my favorite male teacher was, in fact, a coach. He did not coach me, but I worked with him because I was the athletic manager for a couple of years at my high school, and I had to work with the guy who was, at least for one of those years, I was really there for three years, but I, two of them I worked with a guy who was the athletic director, and he taught me more than, than any other of the teachers did uh, about uh, skills and social skills and learning to be patient and, and so on, and, and encouraged me a lot and so on. So that's the kind of thing we're looking for. So, And there, there may have been some person that in your schedule of going to school, whether it's the first, third, or twelfth grade, or in going through the period when you got to finally change classes, that whose period you particularly looked forward to, or somebody who was very entertaining, uh, who amused you, uh, who, who was gentle and nice to you and tried to help you along. So the the topic tonight is uh, your nostalgia, my nostalgia for your favorite school teacher. Uh, and, and why they were they, your favorite teacher. Tell us your story, in other words. And I know in our audience we've got a lot of smart folks and a lot of people who, who are good storytellers and who, when they let their minds roll back over the time, that when they allow themselves to be nostalgic for the time when they were in school, I tried to decide whether I should cut off I'm, cut off at this at you know, the teachers you may have had as far as you went through high school. But if you had a, a college professor or, or a teacher that you took uh, in some specialized course somewhere that you really, you might just have signed up for a specialized course at the local uh, 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 technical institute, and then it, it really uh, was a spectacular course. Uh, in any case, I want to know your favorite teacher, and that's what I've been, I sat in my, my lean-back chair today and, and uh, I stayed
stayed awake and amused, uh, ran my mind across the teachers uh, that uh, uh, were my favorite teachers. 919-860-9783. And don't be bashful because you, you will help make this program. It will will almost die without you. You'll have to listen to me, in other words. But And that's all right. I hope my story is a good one. I believe it is, but I believe that you have a story, too, and we want you to represent it to us. At 919-860-9783, you will be able to queue up while we take a little break here. If you are ready to tell me your story, if not, I'll tell you part of mine and maybe encourage you, and somebody will be our seed caller for tonight, right after this. It's 918 WPTF. It is the night of April 15th in the year 2021. Uh, I, I think I ought to at least mention this, that in the early morning hours of this date, yay many years ago, in 1912, the Titanic struck an iceberg in the North Atlantic and went down. And uh, always I observed uh, uh, certain anniversaries, but uh, that was uh, in 1912 which for baseball fans was the week that Fenway Park in Boston opened. It's the oldest Major League Baseball park still in business. But we're talking about, well, it's, those are kind of nostalgic things too, but they're not the main topic tonight, but rather about your favorite school teacher. And I was thinking about my favorite school teacher the other day, and I said, next time we do a nostalgia program, we'll have to do that. And Lordy, Lordy, uh, uh, Jason, our producer, tells me that Larry and Raleigh is on the line. Larry, good evening. You're on WPTF. Hey, Tom, thank you very much. Well, I have a, a, a probably a strange story. First of all, let me say that I'm retired now, but over the course of my career, I've been a communications executive. I've been a CEO and an executive director a couple of times, and I was a naval officer, naval flight officer as well. None of those things would have been possible without a teacher I had in high school in my sophomore year named Ruth Fullhart. Ruth had grown up in the coal mining country of, uh, of Pennsylvania, and I had her for a teacher in New Hampshire. And she got all of the boys that were not supposed to go anywhere, all the boys that were in shop or uh, auto mechanic stuff. If you didn't look like you were on track to go to college, Dr. Uh, uh, Miss Fullhart got you. And she taught literature, you know, so we were reading tales of two cities and writing reports and things like that. And for some reason, she took me under her wing, and um, <clears throat> and I enjoyed that class so much that you know, I just couldn't wait to, see, to be in her class. Now, my mother was an alcoholic. My mother was a binge drinker, and I had five I had five brothers and sisters, which meant if my mother was not home, I was taking care of all of my siblings because I was the oldest. So I missed a lot of school. Didn't do well in school. And uh, one day, in fact, Miss Fullhart, wondering what was going on, showed up at my house. And uh, my mother was in the bedroom recuperating, I guess, after, uh, after one of her binges. And Miss Fullhart uh, had a discussion with her about me, I'm sure. I, I wasn't in the room. I didn't know what they talked about. But after that, she was like my guardian angel. She always told me, you can be anything you want to be. You can go anywhere in life you want to go, Larry. It's up to you. She called me Lawrence. It was always Lawrence, not Larry. And um, uh, she was she was such an influence in my life that over the course of my career, I became all of the things that she said I could become. And I tried to live up to the uh, to 
to uh, to what she to what she thought I could accomplish. And even after I graduated and after I was married, my wife and I used to go visit her. She retired in Hershey, Pennsylvania. We would go visit her and spend time with her. I would send her a Christmas gift each year. I uh, just loved the woman. And uh, and even now, I'm close to her daughters. Uh, Ruth, uh, Ruth Fullhart's been dead for a long time, but I, I know her family. And, um, and she made such an influence, such a powerful influence in my life. It just goes to show what a teacher can do if she takes, takes an interest in you. By the way, I, may, I failed to mention one thing. I was in that class of kids that weren't supposed to ever go anywhere. And one day she took me by the ear and took me down to the uh, principal's office in high school. And his name was Harvey Knapp. And she said, Mr. Knapp, this boy does not belong in my class. He belongs in, uh, in Miss O'Connell's college prep class. Uh, and they, after some arguing and some other things that she did and strings she pulled, she got me into college prep. If I hadn't done that, if she hadn't done that, I would have never gone on to go to college, I'm sure. And I'm not sure where I would have been. So that's the woman I think of. Miss Ruth Fullhart has been a special person in my life. I'm 71 now. She's been a special person in my life all through my life. Well, you have answered every question that I have thought of to ask, so I'm not going to really, I mean, I was going to ask you, did you ever visit her after? And Because so many teachers never do find out unless you get elected president or something, you know, who's the student that really revered them, that people don't go back and tell them how much they thought of them and so on. But uh, I think that you you were a very good seed caller tonight, and I can remember the woman who was my favorite teacher who was in a slightly different situation. Uh, but uh, basically saying the same thing to me that yours said to you about the, the college prep kind of thing. And, and basically she said, uh, get your mess together, son, and, and, uh, and quit fooling around. Because I was the cut-up, you know. I was probably more interested in, <laughs> yeah. in being entertaining than I was in bearing down on my studies. And she said, uh, you know, basically we all have a talent, and you're pretty smart. You can be and if you just don't waste it. And so that's basically what you're your teacher told you too is to you know get 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 headed towards something and she kind of steered you over so you were in the college prep group and you got there. But Larry, thank you so much for telling the story. You told such a good story that there's not much we we can discuss tonight. But uh, you'll be a good seed caller for us. Thank you. That's exactly what we were looking for. And you've got a story like that. Somebody, uh, not exactly the same thing that happened to Larry or indeed to me, but. Uh, Somebody who uh, uh, took you by the ear, as he said, or the nape of the neck or whatever, uh, and um, headed you in the right direction. Uh, so what we're, what we're thinking about is, and what we're being nostalgic about tonight on our, our nostalgia program, if you looked on the, the, the schedule for this week, which we put on the website every Monday morning, you would see that we were going to talk about nostalgia tonight. I don't usually announce the topic, but it's going to be something that you've been thinking about that you can rehearse uh, and put together a story and tell us the story of your uh, your your best teacher, your most important important teacher, the one that sometimes comes floating back into your mind and reminds you that he or she did something to to uh, help uh, improve your situation. Uh, Jason, do we have any any callers have arrived yet to? Uh, no callers as of now, Tom, but uh, I am ready when one does. Jason is standing by. Jason is our producer tonight. And so 
if you'll call 919, if you, if you will tell us your story, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF, we would love to hear your story. And don't be bashful and, and, uh, and uh, be Larry's appropriate successor tonight on the Tom Kearney Show on WPTF. My favorite teacher, uh, the one that I, I think probably did the most for me and, and who kind of jerked me by the nape of the neck, uh, as I mentioned a little earlier before, was my seventh grade teacher uh, in Goldsboro, North Carolina, about 50 miles from here, for those of you who do not know. And uh, she was uh, she was kind of tough. And uh, I was a class cut-up, but uh, she was a good teacher, and she uh, uh, had actually been a friend when she was young uh, with my mother. Uh, they knew each other. I'm not sure how close of friends they were, but they certainly knew each other and cared about each other. And, but, and, and that, it was a different time, of course. Teachers were more revered then than they are now and respected than I think they are now. That's just my opinion, but I think the world has changed. And uh, if, uh, if I came home with a note from the teacher, my parents did not say, well, well, I'll take care of that teacher. They said, well, I'll take care of Tom and make sure he gets his act together. And, but uh, Barbara Selby, I'm sure, felt like uh, she could do whatever she wanted to, to get my, make me get my act together, and, and she, in fact, did that. And the seventh grade is a pretty significant uh, kind of like turning point. That's, that's the, the beginning of puberty and when you're headed toward high school and you're not very far away from that. There are lots of reasons that uh, uh, perhaps a person could spend... Uh, time wasting their time rather than bearing down and, and, and being studious. And, uh, and uh, I was uh, the first person in my family to, to graduate from college. I have a cousin who either graduated the day before or the day after. And my sister says she graduated the day after I did, but I'm not sure. But uh, So I very easily could have gone, uh, not, not done that. And one does not have to go to college, by the way. I, I, I do not believe that. Uh, there are other ways that one can use their intelligence, and they are, in fact, beginning to realize that now uh, because we need uh, we need better plumbers and we need better mechanics and et cetera and people who have skills in other fields. But at the same time, I think that was the appropriate direction for me if, uh, if I given the proper guidance. So Barbara Selby, my seventh grade teacher, headed me in that direction. She appreciated learning. She liked books. She used to read to us after lunch every day, and that's that's a good thing because usually after you eat lunch, you come back, and the, the, she's she's the homeroom teacher. In fact, that was before we started changing classes, I believe, in the seventh grade. We were in the same classroom all day, and so it got kind of boring. So to change the rhythm and change things around, she would read usually for about 30 minutes after lunch every day, and there's several books uh, that I would not have read. I remember she read a a couple of books by a man named Richard Halliburton, who I had never heard of and rarely hear of today. But he, he had written a book called the, the The Occident, which he was he did a lot of traveling about and uh, uh, exploring uh, things in in the world of South America and the Middle East and so on. And she also read a book called Contiki, which is about Thor Heyerdahl's drifting across the Pacific on a on a, on a balsa yacht, uh, yacht raft is what I'm trying to say, uh, to prove that people could have gone from South America to the Polynesian Islands uh, in 
in ancient days and so on. But books that were interesting, and and I can remember one of my classmates and I were so enthralled to one of the books that she read that we decided that's what we were going to do when we grew up, if we ever grew up. So my seventh grade teacher. We're going to stop now, take a break, and we'll be back after we check the news. British singer Lulu, in a song entitled To Stir With Love, and it's about a school teacher. In fact, uh, if you are not brave enough to tell us your story of your favorite teacher, if you know the story of the teacher in To Stir With Love, you can tell me that story. Uh, but I'd much rather you uh, be nostalgic about your, your, your life in general rather than just a movie. I, I've always liked that movie. I enjoyed it. I saw it when it came out, and it's... Uh, it's uh, a good movie for the topic that we have tonight because uh, the the central point is nostalgia and it's thinking about uh, your life and uh, being nostalgic about it and telling us your favorite teacher. And clearly, Lulu and her colleagues who were in this class in this school uh, liked uh, the teacher. But if you if you know the story, uh, however sketchy, it would be nice to hear it if you if you're I don't have a story of your own to tell, but I think probably you do have a story of your own, and that's what we want you to do is to be nostalgic about uh, uh, your life and tell us about uh, your favorite teacher uh, for whatever reason. And it does not necessarily have to be a person who you were in a class with. In fact, I, I mentioned to you that my favorite male teacher that I had was a person who I never was in his class. But I've learned a lot from him. And you, you get your education in a lot of different places. Uh, an awful lot of it comes through school, but it's not necessarily the stuff in the classroom. That is important stuff, of course, and I'm not denigrating it in any way. But there are other ways that you can learn. And when I started being nostalgic about my favorite teachers, I realized that a, a, a good guy named Clyde Whitener, who taught at my high school, uh, was more influential in on me, I, because I spent a lot of time with him. He was the athletic director of our school and scheduled the games and the trips and everything and I made sure somebody took care of the uniforms. And, and he actually enrolled me in a student trainer's course and I learned how to tape ankles and things like that. That's something that I, I'm really pleased to have done at a time when that particular thing was not even recognized. It is recognized now, and I think there's at least one guy in the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame who that was his forte, but I, I would need to check on that. But it, but the importance of involving uh, some uh, students and, and others, doctors in 
you got to remember when I was doing this and learning about it was uh, well, it's 60, 60 years ago now, but uh, uh, it was a, a worthy endeavor, and it taught me a lot of things about responsibility, and sometimes when I put a Band-Aid on now, I realize where I learned to, some of the things about uh, disinfectants and stuff like that uh, was a long ago. And my wife sort of laughs at me because she thinks I'm pretending to be an athletic trainer again. You know, those guys who run out on the football field. Well, that's part of my education. And what I'm telling you is that my favorite male teacher was a person whose class I was never in, in this, this, this classical form of going to school and being in this class or that class taught by this person or that person. Now, I had some very good classroom teachers. And in fact, in that same school, my chemistry, because I ended up being in the college-bound group and ended up getting a scholarship to Wake Forest, etc. You don't need to hear that. But it worked. Uh, the, the, the school took. Uh, and, uh, and I got, got what I needed. But the chemistry and physics teacher uh, was uh, a man named XL Markham. And he uh, uh, was probably my second most influential teacher. And I just liked the way he did things. And he was a good teacher of those particular subjects. And I remember reminded of him uh, now. It's crazy where you pick up expressions in your life. Uh, but he would always say at the end of class to us to get our mess. And by that, he didn't mean a negative thing, you know, a pile of junk or something, but your stuff. And, and take it and get your mess and get out of here, and uh, like a mess hall in the military and so on. So uh, I will say that it's a part of my conversation. It's an expression that I use. And it reminds me of a guy who I took a course with. Actually, I took two courses over two years. Uh, uh, many, many years ago. I've been trying to, to, to collect my, uh, my homeroom teachers and my teachers that were uh, full-time teachers before we changed classes and so on. Uh, so let me go back and say to our listeners, if you, if you can recollect, if you are nostalgic about a particular teacher, as our earlier caller Larry was, and he had a good story, and it worked. Uh, uh, I would like to hear your story. It doesn't have to be that long. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be elaborate, but you're welcome to dial us up at 919-860-9783. Often we do not uh, get to tell our teachers uh, what they did for us if they did something positive for us. And uh, maybe that's what I'm, I'm opting for tonight is your chance to do that. Maybe that teacher you had in the seventh grade is listening. I uh, I uh, would have thought perhaps until not too long ago that my seventh grade teacher was listening, but I, I counted on her being there forever and in, in the time since I had talked to her when my mother died, and I'll tell you that story in a minute, uh, and, and recently... I found that she had passed away, and I did not get to go back again. I had been before, but to go and tell her how much I appreciate what she had done for me. In fact, when when my mother died, she, she called uh, the house, uh, and uh, my sister handed me the phone, and she said, Kearney, what happened? And they, that's the kind of person she was. She always called me by my last name. We were almost more, even when we were students and teachers, re- friends than we students and teachers, because... Uh, even though she was a little rough on me. And one of the things that she liked to do, she had a yardstick, and she would bring it down flat on the desk if people were making too much noise. And 
seventh grade is a time when when people do a lot of cutting up. That's the sort of the beginning of what they have in in the meantime started calling junior high or middle school or something like that. But in any event, uh, uh, I, uh, I recollect it. So if you have a story, it's 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. I've nominated one female teacher and two male teachers. Uh, the female teacher was in the seventh grade, and the male teachers, one of them was not a graded course, and I uh, took chemistry and physics and did well in them and did well in them when I went to college, even though I was a B.A. candidate, a bachelor's, or a, a liberal arts kind of person because I had a good background in those courses. Uh, but uh, I've nominated some of mine, and so I would like to hear about yours. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF, and tell me the story of your favorite teacher. You can queue up to do that, and the number that you dial is 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783. by the way, is our call letters, WPTF, and if you can remember that, that will help you be a memory device. 860-WPTF. Before we go to a break here, I can allow you some time to queue up, and uh, and I, I advise you not to be bashful, but come forward with your story. It's the time that you can can relax and relate the story of your favorite teacher, and maybe that person will be listening. Uh, before we do that, we need to talk about my friend, who I am glad to have, at King's Auto in Raleigh at 1039 Northwest Street. All of the pollen that we're now seeing uh, is a good reminder that now is the time to take your vehicle to King's Auto Service for a spring checkup. Items that need to be checked include wiper blades, which take a pretty rough beating sometimes during the winter with all that scraping of ice and stuff, uh, and the cabin air filter, which keeps the pollen out of the inside of your car and I think Mrs. Kearney is always thankful when I uh, take it to King's Auto. We have her car and my car, a couple of Toyotas uh, that just keep on running and uh, have the cabin filters as well as the other servicing done. During your spring checkup, you can make sure that your air conditioner is ready for the hot weather. We've had a taste of it, but we're going to have, I think, a, a cool weekend and a few cool days. But it's coming, and you can be sure of that. If you're currently, by the way, driving a Toyota Prius or some other hybrid vehicle, the certified hybrid technicians at King's are able to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for that car for less than the dealer would charge to replace it. This replacement is necessitated usually at about 150,000 miles. Call King's tomorrow to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube and a state inspection station. You can get the whole package right there at King's Auto, or easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net on the web. King's Auto Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. WPTF about to flip over to 949. Tom Kearney on the Tom Kearney Show for this Thursday night. It's April the 15th, 2021. And this is one of our nostalgia programs, which means we have open phones on the topic. And uh, the nostalgia tonight is for your favorite school teacher. And I've told you some of mine. I've got a couple of things left, but I'd much rather hear yours. And so if you like, uh, we have a couple of callers online. If they'll hold on, we'll be with them in just a few seconds. 
you need to call us at 919, area code is 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. I believe Henry's on the line. Henry, good evening. Um, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. You're in Raleigh, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell I us can't the... hear you too well, Tom. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you fine. Tell us your story. Okay. Um, I was very fortunate that I had so many good teachers uh, coming up through school, but uh, the one that stands out was my fifth grade, fifth grade teacher. Her name was Mrs. Uh, Gladys Smith in Wilmington at the Forest Hills Elementary School, and um, I think the thing, in looking back on it, uh, <clears throat> she deserves a great tribute from me because... She was the first teacher I had where I learned that I felt good being in school, and, and I looked forward to going to school each day, and it was a comfortable, you know, and rewarding uh, experience, and that has stuck with me all these years. Um, she was good on geography, the subject of geography, and I remember being fascinated by that, and she also would read to us... Um, from a book called The Travels of Marco Polo. Oh, yes. And, yeah, and um, it, it was a fifth grade for me, as I said, and <clears throat> she has stood out in my mind all these years. Uh, she was basically just an angel, really, of a teacher, and she was one of those that you would call a strict teacher. Uh, you probably remember, like I do, that each year when you were going to get to an assignment of what class you'd be in, you were kind of hoping you would not get into strict teacher's class, but uh, Mrs. Smith was a strict teacher, but she was like just top of the line, really. And, and I really felt like calling tonight to give her a tribute for that. Well, did you ever go back and tell her, uh, you know, when you were more mature and so on? That, uh... Well, I believe I believe there, were, uh, there was one or more occasions um, when I got out of her her class and maybe when I was in high school or even beyond that, that I ran into her and and expressed my gratitude. But I, I, I know looking back on it, I didn't say enough. I uh, didn't express myself enough. Well, the way we can tell it was effective, is, as you pointed out, it's, uh, it was when you were in the fifth grade, so we're talking about when you were probably 11 or 12 years old. And that's a number of years from now, and it stuck with you. you it's still got its imprint on you, and I, I suspect affects your your conduct even now. Uh, well, she deserves all the credit in the world, really. Uh, and um, I'm just so grateful for her and for my experience with her in her class. Well, Henry, thank you so much for being being one of our callers tonight. And we've got one more caller. And, right. uh, and uh, we want to work him in, but uh, it's good to thanks. hear from you tonight. Thanks. Thank thanks you. a lot. Good night. Henry talking about his fifth grade teacher at Forest Hills, I think he said elementary school in Wilmington, North Carolina. And uh, we have another caller now. He's a, a part of our radio family, and I think he has connections to Wilmington. Lou, isn't that correct? Oh, yeah, I sure do. And uh, Forest Hills uh, is a wonderful school. Um. I believe it was Forest Hills that he was mentioning just yeah, now. I went right. to Roland Grice Junior High and New Hanover High School in Wilmington and also University of North Carolina at Wilmington. And I wanted to denote um, a professor there at UNC Wilmington, um, Dr. Terry Rogers. Um, 
he was a drama professor, and um, at the end of uh, one of the uh, semesters in the spring, he said, uh, "Hey, Lou, I was doing I was doing theater there." He said, "Lou, let's um, I'm going down to uh, Birmingham, Alabama, to the uh, Southeastern Theater Festival. Why, why don't you come along?" Um, you know, and they were doing auditions, all the uh, regional theaters and the outdoor dramas, and everybody met in Birmingham and auditioned actors. And I uh, grabbed a ride with Doc Rogers and went down there, and lo and behold, auditioned and got a job at the Lost Colony. Uh, and I've always thought how magnanimous that was of Doctor Rogers to invite me along, and it sure paid off for me in getting that um, gig over in uh, Mantio that summer. So it was really good. Well, I think that the theater and things like that, and football and, and sports, are a lot of times uh, animated by a particularly uh, outstanding teacher. If I can say for a moment that my high school, uh, I'm older than you, but in Goldsboro had a very outstanding drama group. Uh, I was not a part of it, but the director of it was at that time the director of the Lost Colony. And uh, and uh, and it was probably at that time, this is in the 50s, the best drama, high school drama group in the South. You, w- you would have liked it. You would have... You would have what, what was the name? What was his name? Uh, oh, I've got to think now. Mr. B is what we always called him. Clifton Britton. Uh, okay. And I know they were in. In I used to go to the Playmakers in Chapel Hill, and you certainly know about them. Uh, and they, yeah, I, I actually auditioned at the Playmakers Theater in the following year and got a job at the Outdoor Drama Tecumseh up in Ohio, auditioning uh-huh. there in the Playmakers Theater. I'm same sort of um, situation. I want to let you know too, Tom, that um. I'm going to be visiting uh, your hometown and going on the base at uh, Seymour Johnson to speak to some uh, Air Force cadets about the project that I'm doing now, which is the uh, documentary about the T-51 Mustang, the Miss America, the red, white, and blue version. And um, Captain Jordana Heath uh, has invited me to come and speak to some of the uh, recruits, some of the cadets about this project about the iconic uh, P-51 fighter from World War II, and so I'm really thrilled to have the opportunity to do that. Well, you'll, you'll get a big kick out of that, and they'll get a big kick out of you. Now, what we've got to do, we're running out of time here, and I have to try to hit my mark, you know. Okay. Uh, well, but, good uh, talking to you, Tom. Hold on. One thing. At some point, what we need to do is have a radio program about your film, okay? Yeah, well, we're hoping to wrap it uh, in November. Um, Miss America is, will be flying at the National Air Show in Reno, Nevada in September. If she wins that race, it'll be the perfect ending for the movie. Okay. Nevertheless, we'll have a good film. Well, okay, once you get it done, well, let's, let's at least talk about that. Thanks, Lou. Take Great. care. Bye-bye. Lou uh, is in uh, Rocky Mount and a member of our radio family. And that's our program for tonight. We've run slam out of time, but we've had three great callers tonight, and I'm glad for that, and we've been nostalgic about our favorite school teachers.